Who says tech can't be human? Find the right teacher that teaches the way you love that you love the way they teach. Because some teachers are boring and some of them are not boring. So you find a teacher that's not boring that teaches the topic that you like in a way that you can learn it, and then you could do it on your own on a VM. That's my advice for that. Welcome to the Hacker Valley Studio Podcast. We get it. Another vendor running another podcast ad, trying to get you to check out their product. Instead of explaining to you what our amazing sponsor Exonius does, we've brought in an Exonius customer to fill you in. Take it from Jason Loomis, Chief Information Security Officer at MindBody. The sheer excitement of my team to have visibility into what's in our environment and have it all in one location is just I, I can't express how important that is for us. Want to learn more about how MindBody enhanced their asset visibility and increased their cybersecurity maturity rating with Exonius? Watch the video at exonius.com forward slash MindBody. That's A-X-O-N-I-U-S dot com forward slash MindBody. What's going on, everybody? You are in the Hacker Valley studio with your hosts, Ron and Chris. Yes, sir. Welcome back to the show. Glad to be back again. You know, we are repping a family, a family that's grown grown pretty big. We've started a family in Discord. We started a family in LinkedIn. And it's always great when we're able to bring in family to the podcast. And we've done exactly that. Our guest today is KevTech IT Support. You might know him from his YouTube channel called KevTech IT Support. We call him Kev for short. You should highly, I would highly, highly recommend checking out his YouTube page. And we'll jump into all the things that Kev jumps into and, and talks about in his content. But most importantly, Kev, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Ron. Thank you, Chris. Thank you for having me here. I greatly appreciate it. I hope everyone's having a good day. I guess I'll do a brief introduction about me. So a little bit about me. I I do, uh, uh, so I have a YouTube channel, but before it's going to take a step back a little bit. I actually come from a restaurant background. So before I got into IT, I actually did about 12 years of restaurant experience and then it's going to leave with a bunch of more answers and more more questions and answers for me <laughs> because it's, my background's a little bizarre. So I did restaurant experience. I also did four years in the NYPD prior to getting into IT. And then after that, I started working in IT. And I actually got my first job working for the Department of Education. And I started learning the, the basics of IT, like CompTIA A+. And literally, my first job was a field technician for the Department of Education. And we didn't have, uh, like, we had trains, but we didn't have cars at the time. So I was just running around from from the five boroughs of New York, because I'm originally born and raised from New York, running around uh, with hard drives, memory, graphics cards, hardware parts for printers. And I'm just, like, running around swapping parts, fixing computers and stuff like that. And that was actually one of my first jobs in, in IT. And that also in, inspired me to start my own YouTube channel, because I wanted to create a, some sort of footprint on how to get started in IT, because what happened with me is the reality of IT hit me in the face when I first started IT. I asked for career advice, and I got like the most insane, silly advice you could see in the in the, in the history of IT. Like someone told me go get this certification, someone told me go get that certification, and it became like an endless loop 
of questions and more questions because I didn't have a career path. So I ended up learning the hard way, if that makes sense for, for you guys, because no one actually gave me men, like mentoring or gave me the right advice to get started in IT. So I had to learn the hard way. And so that's why I started my YouTube channel. It's just that it makes it a lot easier for someone that is brand new to IT, coming from zero experience, knows absolutely nothing about IT and doesn't even know how a computer runs or turns on. So that's what motivated me to to start my channel. So that's a little bit about me. I could go on and on, but that's so far, that's some of my information. No, that that's a perfect segue into really the origin of who you are as, as KevTech. I mean, you definitely turned yourself into a persona, but I, I'd be curious because my personal journey, I started creating content similar to you because there was stuff that I, I didn't see out in the world, out in the community. I'm curious because my initial start, I started burning almost like a, a dirty fuel. It was almost like a, hey, I'm going to show everybody. I'm going to you know make a, a name for myself, even though people count me out. It, but it sounds like you, you might have had some initial frustrations of not having that person that you could lean on or, or other people could lean on. Uh, did it start from sort of that perspective and then it grew into you just helping everybody or, or what was that journey like? So... My journey is it's a very good question. My journey was a little rough because I didn't have anyone guiding me and I didn't have anyone telling me what search to get. And I didn't have anyone telling me like, like the, I guess like the tips and tricks for starting in IT. Like I'll give you a real life example. Someone told me, just go get the certification and you should be able to get a job after that. But the reality of IT is that that's not true. You need more than just a cert. You need to know how to fix your resume. You need to know how to talk on a job interview. You need to know how to market yourself and you need to know how to fix your LinkedIn profile and just how to create a genuine connections with people on LinkedIn and reaching out to job recruiters and just making your resume tech related. So I didn't know anything about those things. And I just started learning little by little based on my personal experience and based on other people that I worked with because I started helping other people. And, and I took that as knowledge for me and for me making more videos, if that makes sense. That does. And that's awesome that you took the initiative to do it yourself. That almost reminds me of me and Chris starting Hacker Valley. We wanted a community, but we also wanted to speak to amazing people like yourself. And we wanted just so many things that weren't really available for us in one single place, let alone a few places. The best that we had was had was books and other people's podcasts. So we had to do it ourselves. And along the way, you know, building our LinkedIn, building our following, we did almost have our brand become synonymous with our names. And it was a lot of fun because you referred to Hacker Valley, you're referring back to Chris and Ron. I'm sure it's the same when you think of KevTech and, you know, all the work that you're doing. Was that intentional to interweave your name and brand and kind of have it synonymous? Or did that just happen by a way of you getting started? No, that was done purposely for me because I wanted I always wanted to be known as the as the help desk guru of IT. So someone that, that does IT support or help desk because there's a lot of content out there. And the thing with me is I try to make it as realistic as I possibly can because I one of my other jobs I worked was help desk. And I wanted to actually show people actual real life experiences based on my personal experience and how you could learn those skills on your own without actually buying expensive equipment or without investing a lot of money. So that's the reason why I, I, I just branded myself as that. 
when you go through teaching people about like help desk, because I think there's definitely a, a very technical component to it, but I also think there's a bit of a customer service component to it. Do you, do you touch on a lot of that stuff in your content? Yeah. So for me, Chris, to be honest with you, I'm going to tell you the truth. I personally believe because I come from a restaurant background and people could disagree with me. I personally believe that customer, I feel like anyone can learn IT, but you cannot teach customer service. You either have it or don't have it, or you learn it over time. And mm. that's just like my personal opinion, because I've seen a lot of people that want to work help desk and they want to learn the technologies, but they don't want to deal with people. Right. <laughs> <So> <laughs> you got to have both, you know, it's yeah. not, it's not like that. So you got to be somewhere in the middle and you got to know how to, how to deal with customers, how to have empathy and don't take it personal. They're not mad at you. They're mad at the computer that's not working. So that's basically what I try to teach with, with people and people that watch my videos. So let's talk about, you know, what does it take? I'm sure you've learned a lot. You've had a lot of people reach out to you. What is one of those technical skills? Because we always refer back to that as practitioners of technology. What's one of those technical skills that you think everyone in your audience should really be keeping an eye on? And what is another skill that's not technical that is just as important that everyone's got to keep an eye on? So for technical, and this is going to sound very, this is not going to sound like very like tech related to the resume because you need to know certain skills, right? So for technical, I would say you need to know how to, how to be, how to have a black belt in Google. So you need to know how to, how to be, <laughs> yeah. Google, how to have a black belt, be like a Google food master when it comes to uh, researching answers. Because anyone that works help desk, IT support to be honest with you, you're not going to know all the answers. Nobody knows everything. So you're going to have to like Google the living hell out of the answer. When you know how to do that, you become like a master in IT support is when you know how to find the answer. That's very important, knowing how to find the answer. When you don't know the answer, knowing how to find it, whether it's from a ticketing system, from Googling or asking for help, just finding out the answer. That's my, for skills, that's for, very important to me. And then for non-skills, it would be people skills, soft skills. You need to know how to interact with a customer because at the end of the day, when you, the thing is with my background is I have executive support experience and IT support. So you need to know how to break something down in a non-technical way that you don't sound like you're a robot and you don't sound like you're talking mumbo jumbo. So that's very important that you know how to interact with someone and how to break it down in a non-technical way. Like they're your mom and dad. That's basically what I feel about those two components. I love both of those. I mean, you, you need both. You need to be able to look things up, but then you also need the, those soft skills, those people skills in order to meet people where they are. Because a lot of times we tend to forget. We tend to lack a little bit of empathy and those interactions do not make anything better. There's a lot of tests that we go through as, as technicians, as technologists. You know, we take tests when we go to school. We take tests when we get the certification, we're tested. Sometimes on the interview, we go through all these tests and we try to pass them all with fine colors. But there's one test that just strikes fear in the heart of every technologist, and that is <laughs> printers. And I know that you've had your run in with printers in the past because, I mean, I'm sure you've had to deal with troubleshooting printers and you've had to deal with connecting printers. We had a discussion a little while ago in the Discord about your your love for printers. <laughs> Tell us a little bit where that comes from and some of the, the crazy hijinks that you've had to deal with uh, when it comes to printers. Yeah, definitely. So with printers, I, I I have issues with printers 
with printers being on VPN. So for example, like if you have someone that has a printer and they're trying to add a printer using VPN on a laptop, what happens is your network tends to drop drop the printer because it's not whitelisted, it's blacklisted. So that means it's being blocked. So you have to go and work with your network team to allow it. So you have to give them the physical address or the IP address of that printer for them to allow it. That's like one issue I had with printers. And I'll give you a second one. The second one was if someone tries to log in to their virtual computer on Citrix and they're trying to add a local printer at home, but they're working remotely from home to connect to their virtual desktop, sometimes that doesn't work because Citrix is not set up correctly where it redirects the printer. So you may have to add someone to a security group or you may have to get the proper approvals and the proper permissions for that to work on their computer. So those are the things I have seen. It's just like some, it's not like I hate printers. I, mean, I kind of <laughs> do, but <laughs> but it's just like, it's rough sometimes with, with drivers and it's rough sometimes when you're working with C-level folks and their stuff doesn't work. So I, I always tell someone one thing that's very important when you're doing dealing with printers and you can't get it to work, for the love of God, please just print the document and hand it over to the C-level folks if they can't get it to work. Mm. That's my thought process on that. So Security controls fail everywhere. They fail constantly, and worst of all, they fail silently. That's why you need Attack IQ, the leading automated insights platform to continually validate your defenses. Better insights, better decisions, and real security outcomes. Get it all with Attack IQ. Plus, check out the Attack IQ Academy for free cybersecurity training featuring the good people here at Hacker Valley Studio. Register today at academy.attackiq.com and let them know Hacker Valley Studio sent you. So, you know, run us through one of these war stories. I, I feel like that's a war story that we, you know, face as people that use technology. But I'm sure over your career, especially working at NYPD, you probably worked with people that just don't use technology on a day-to-day basis. They might use it once per day, once per week, try to avoid it at all costs. What's a funny war story or or just an example of a story that you have working with people that really shows your care and attention to customer support, but also to solving a problem that might not be apparent to someone else? So I was working with a client and I'm working, I work in a hedge, at that time I was working in a hedge fund. So this hedge fund has about roughly 4,000 employees. And I'm on the first floor and they're like on the 21st floor and they tell me that they're having issues with their laptop. And the way they were set up is they have a laptop with a docking station. You plug that boy in, you latch it in. And then after that, it should just turn on and on. You should see it on the two screens on two monitors. They have two monitors, a keyboard and a mouse. So I go up there. He calls me. He's like, my computer's not working. I go all the way up there and I'm troubleshooting. I'm looking at it and... I see that the, it's just a silly issue. I see that the power for the cable to turn on the docking station just wasn't connected, to be honest with you. <laughs> it wasn't mm. connected. So I, I actually plugged it in. I went underneath the desk and plugged it in. Because <laughs> what happens was he, clicked, he he kicked it by accident with his leg because he was sitting down. And he's like, man, everything just went out. Why is it not working? And I went and, I, and I'm like, oh, it's right here. I just plugged it in. And then we... We had a good laugh about it. Like he didn't, like, I didn't get mad. And I was just like, whatever, you know, that happens. <laughs> it happens to everyone. So that's like, that's like a funny story I had with him. And then 
funny enough, we went out to, we, he took me out to eat after that. So, oh, hey, there you go. Made a friend and uh, got a, got a meal out of it. So that, that's a, that's a happy story. One thing <laughs> that, you know, we've talked about in the past is we've talked about martial arts. And uh, one of the things that Ron likes to remind everybody about is a, a quote from Jim Quick is if you teach it, you get to learn it twice. And I think that's part of the reason why my foundation as a martial artist has been really good because I, I used to teach, I used to coach. And, and the more you, you go through the nuances of the very basics, the better you get at it. So my martial arts game isn't overly advanced. I don't do a lot of flashy moves, but I, I have a really solid understanding of the foundations of that particular art. I would assume that the same would be uh, for you, whether you're talking about martial arts or you're talking about tech support and help desk stuff, because you're constantly thinking about how do I teach this? How do I teach this? How do I teach this? Do you feel like you have like a black belt level understanding of the stuff that you're doing because you've put out so much content? I will be honest with you. I feel like maybe I'm still a brown belt. And the reason for that is, is that technology is always changing. You're always constantly learning. So I have to try to reinvent the wheel every time I'm teaching something to someone. And that's because I learned my lessons from going to school and going to college that at the end of the day, that not, not everyone learns the same. So you have to figure out your method of learning. So somebody might be good with books. Somebody might be good with being hands-on and somebody might be good as a visual person and watching a video. I definitely feel like I still haven't mastered that because each individual person learns their own way. And I always got to figure out how that person learns their own way so I could teach them my stuff, if that makes sense. It does. It does. I I like that. And I think... You know, when it comes to teaching, that's always one challenge and, you know, one way that you can go about learning. But there's many other ways that you can go about learning. You can look, go about learning from reading, from watching, from, you know, being hands-on and trying to perform something. What has been your way that you've really gravitated towards learning? And now that you're a teacher, what is a way that you think more and more people can, like, what's the technique that more and more people can use to you know, really unlock their ability to learn? I would say straight up labbing. So if you, if you don't, like, if you're going to learn something, I'll give you an example, like help desk, right? Let's go over help desk for a, for a, for a second. Help desk is something you need to know if you, if you're going to go for help desk, obviously you need to know about active directory. So obviously the, only, the you could go here and watch five of my videos, six of my videos and, you could watch it over and over again and then nod your head and say, I get it. But honestly, you don't get it. Why I say right. that is because you nod your head and you say, I get it, but you're not actually doing it. So one thing is watching a video and another thing is actually doing it. So I always recommend someone to do a home lab. So if you know anything about virtualization, you could use VMware, you could use VirtualBox and just download the ISO for server 2016, server 2019 and Install Active Directory and then follow along on the video with what you're what you're seeing. Follow it along on your lab and then lab it up and learn. For me, I think that's the most popular way of learning. And then the second thing of learning is that not and I'm not saying I'm not saying this to kick me out of my videos. But I'm saying it because not everyone loves the way you teach, right? So you right. need to find the right teacher that teaches the way you love that you love the way they teach. Because some teachers are boring and some of them are not boring. Find a teacher that's not boring, that teaches the topic that you like in a way that you can learn it. And then you could do it on your own on a VM. 
That's my advice for that. I think that's great advice. You know, not everybody is going to be everyone's cup of tea, especially when it comes to instruction. I'm sure that along your storied career in teaching and putting out content, you've probably had a slew of folks that have reached out and said, I want you to be my mentor. And sometimes people are really serious because it is really what they want to do. But sometimes, you know, I know Ron and myself have gotten this in the past, but people reach out and say, hey, I want to learn this cybersecurity thing. But they really, they just know that you can make money. They don't necessarily have a passion for cybersecurity, but, you know, they they tend to like listen to you and they say, oh yeah, I get it. You know, and then they don't do the work. How would you go about having a conversation with somebody that, you can tell that it's not their passion. And like they don't necessarily want to go into cybersecurity or technology because it's what they're passionate in, but because they just heard somebody say that you could make money. What what would that conversation look like from your perspective? For me, it I'll, I'm very honest with someone and very blunt when it comes to talking. And I could tell them, I'll tell them straight up that the, the like I'm sorry, but like this field is not for everyone. So like if you're gonna work help desk or IT support. You need to know how to deal with customer service. You need to know how to deal with people. And if you want to get into something like cybersecurity, for example, you need to understand that when you first start IT or when you first work IT, you're not going to make six figures. That's just the reality of IT. You have to build your work experience and you move your way up. So it's not, and it's also the other thing is it's not all about the money too. You have to find your passion. You have to find what you love and find something that is not going to make you miserable. Like, can you see yourself doing this job for five years and be happy or be miserable. That's something that I would tell that person if they're asking me about it. Yeah. So when you look at all the things that you've done in your career, you're putting out content, you're trying to be the thing that you didn't have when you were coming up in your career. When you look at other people out there and they know that there's more that they could be doing to put either content out there or lift other people up, what piece of advice would you have for them to start up-leveling the rest of their community, whether they're in IT or cybersecurity? For someone for someone like that, for someone that has a YouTube channel, I always recommend that they do collaborations. That's one thing. The other thing I recommend is create your platform, create your social media, not through YouTube, through LinkedIn. So if you have videos on YouTube, put it on LinkedIn as well. And maybe engage with other people that have YouTube channels, engage with people that are, are teaching or want to learn the things that you're doing. That's another thing. And then the other thing is just like what well, you have, Chris, you have a Discord. Why not? If you if you have a YouTube channel, right, why not create a, a Discord of like of like minded people that that want to learn the stuff that you that you're teaching and have them participate on Discord and have them go in there and talk to different people in different fields of I.T., and had them engage with one another. Because at the end of the day, for me personally, for me, IT is a community. And one thing for me is important for me is, and that, it frustrates the hell out of me, is you shouldn't be hiding knowledge. Like, I don't believe in that. I believe in helping the community. I believe in sharing your knowledge. So the more engaged you get with the community, the, the better for everyone. You shouldn't be hiding something just because you don't want to show somebody something. Try to put yourself out there try to teach something and just help everybody. That's basically what I feel about that, Chris. Perfect. 
Absolutely perfect. Kev Tech, it was an honor to chop it up with you today. For the folks out there that want to stay up to date with you, your incredible content, and everything else that you have going on in this world, what are the best ways that people can do that? So you could reach out to me on Discord. I have my own Discord. You could also reach out to me on LinkedIn as Kevin Apollinario and just send me a message. And I'm also on YouTube as well. And I also actually have my own website, kevtechitsupport.com. So I, I'm, I'm everywhere <laughs> and I'm also <laughs> on different platforms. So yeah, definitely reach out to me on LinkedIn. You could send me a message, send me a message, but make sure you send me a message with a note on it and tell me who you are, where you're coming from and what do you want to talk about or what do you want to learn? Love it. Check them out. Subscribe to the YouTube, the website. We've dropped it all in the show notes. Kev, thank you again for jumping on the mics with us. And with that, we'll see everyone next time. If you found value in this content, it would mean the world to us if you shared it on social media, sent it to a friend, or talked about it over coffee.